Okay, so we're starting. We're on Dav Hayam and Beis at the two dots in the middle, Amamar. Okay, so we're in the middle of quoting this Braisa. So the Braisa basically said, Braisa was being Rabbi way How you know that a guy who's not under your control, you're allowed to have chametz with, or if he doesn't live with you. And then the Gemara also brought a case of, uh, the Gemara quotes a Pasuk, is only Bebatechem. And then the Gemara also brought other cases of if you keep your chametz hidden in, in a ditch or in a vault, not in your house, what happens if you have chametz that belongs to, to Hegdish? So we're going to dive into some of these, um, some of these examples. Amar Okay, I only know the Yisr of having chametz, what, what, keeping chametz of yours with a guy and um, that, 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 you, that you have control of. Or he doesn't live with you in the same chatzar. However, how do you know that if both he lives with you and, and, and you have control over him, that you're allowed, that, 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 it's, uh, that, you're, that it's an iser chametz? Tamar says, hold on a second, clapping lie, hold on a second. If it's oser, if it's either of the two, then if you have both, it's certainly oser. So what do you mean? No, no, not either of the two. What? If it's oser when you have no control over it. Right then of course when you have yeah, control of him, it's the op- opposite. When it's... The Gemara starts... It's not only if you have control. If only one of the two is true, if only one of the two is true, it's Asa. Not one, the two of them. Oh, both of them are not true. Two negative things. I got you. Neither neither of them are true. Neither one are true. Then when you control him, of course it should be Asa. I got you. Okay, I thought it was one or, or the... I thought one was true, but no, not no, the other. You're saying even if none of them are true. Yeah, he doesn't live with you and you don't control him. Yeah, the first okay. thing, the, the ones that are Pasha, the Shalaiki Bashka, the one you have no control over, right. and it's not a good thing. And that one, the Gemara says, is taken for granted. Gotcha. But then I need a special Pasha. That makes no sense. Okay, so if neither one is true, it's Asr. So certainly... If both are looking for a, for, for a source. Rava Amar Rava says, no, and you learned it the wrong way. It's not looking for an Isser, it's looking for a Heter. And the Pasuk is going back in the beginning of the Braisa. The Braisa says, you're allowed to see your own Chamitz, you're allowed to see Chamitz of Goyim and Chamitz that belongs to Hegdish. Now, I only know about Heter. Now the Gemara is saying Heter. I only know that it's Mutter to keep Chamitz with a guy who doesn't, who you don't have control over. Or he doesn't live with you. How do I know the same is true regarding a guy who you have control over or who lives with you in the same Chatzar? You're not allowed to find it. So, Frechtik Gemara, hold on. You're telling me you're looking for a heter of how you're allowed to keep chametz, and you're bringing a lav that teaches you you're not allowed to. You're not, your logic is not following. You're looking for a, a is, you're looking for a heter, and you're bringing me a pasuk that shows iser. It doesn't make sense. So vahai tana mehader ateri is looking for a heter of yisura, and he brings a pasuk that 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 that, that suggests iser. So yeah, you're focusing on the wrong part of the pasuk. Really, a part of the pasuk that he's focusing on is that pasuk that says v'lo yira lecha chametz v'lo yira lecha sa'ar b'chol gvul because that's not your chametz. So loyimatzi teaches you that you're not allowed to do that. But in the beginning of the brace, you said that you're only not allowed to see yours. But you're allowed to see others. So hold, make up your mind. Are you allowed to see others? Meaning you're allowed to see the chametz of goyim, or you're not allowed to see the, the chametz of goyim? Make up your mind. It says like Kasha. It depends. The end of the brace that says that you're not allowed to uh, uh, that you're not allowed to accept bikadim from a guy. That's where you have a chrayis. In other words, if the chametz gets lost, you have to reimburse the guy. The beginning that says that you're allowed to have avol atoroya 
Shalacherim, that is referring where you don't have a chrayas. Okay, Kihad Amr Lu Rav Levnei Mechaz, like Rav told the people in Mechazah, Ba'iru Chamiru Debrei Chelim Ibatayich. So apparently the soldiers in that time kept flour in the home of the Yidin that they should be able to bake bread. So he told them, take out the chametz of the Goyim from your houses, from these soldiers. If it becomes lost or stolen, it's considered like it's your Rishos, and you're going to have to reimburse him. So since you're going to have to pay for it if it gets lost, it's considered like it's yours, and therefore it's going to be usher in terms of it's a problem for chametz. So therefore, the nafkamina we're making now is if a Yid has a Goyim's chametz and the Yid is achra, he has to reimburse if it gets lost, then it's a problem of lo yeralecha. But if you simply have the guys chametz in your house and it's not, you don't have a chayas for it, then it would not be a problem. That's okay, according to someone who says that when you have something that if it gets lost, you have to repay with money, it's treated like money right now. So let's take an example. Let's say I borrowed a shtender in my position. The shtender breaks, I'm not paying my money. I'm not paying for the shtender. Right now, we'd like this. I'd like to pay now. That's a very good amount. That's not a good amount. It's a shtender. It's not, we don't look at it like it's money. So, LLMandamar Lavkamamandami, that we don't look at this like it's worth, like it's $50. So, Michael Lemayer says, it's his shtender that happens to be in my shows. Meaning, it's clearly his chalet that has to be seen in my shows. Why is it my problem? So, I said, the word yimat means he has to be mad on getting rid of it. Loy yimat say, you're not allowed to have it either. Even if it's not considered money, and certainly if it's considered money, meaning it's more so like it's yours, if anyone's considered money. In other words, like, you all got 50 bucks, and this is shed, and this is the same for and you got another way back $50. So certainly it's considered money. But if no one like all 50 bucks, oh, look at that, this is really his favorite show, and all you turn it to the same thing, and you chase the That's just the opposite. Honey, chlamad dama dava, gram lamam, and lav kamam and dami. It makes more sense according to the mind the Amaro holds that it's not looked at like money. Hainu de istrich lo yimatsi. That's why you even need lo yimatsi. But el lamad dama kamam and dami, according to the mind the Amaro who says, that when I have the shtender, or I have, let's say, this is chametz. If I have chametz in my rishus, we look at it right now like I owe the guy. I have $50 of the guy that I owe the guy, and this is mine. So why, why uh, I'm sorry, we don't look at it that way. So we look at it like this is his chametz in my rishus. Why do I need it? Why do I need it? So the Gemara says, Since I, I since. How does it look like whether you control the guy or not? This is off. We, we digressed. Doesn't matter whether you control the guy or not. Well, it, it depends. We have two ways of learning. Rav's way and Abaye's way. According to Abaye's way, it depends. If you have control over the guy, then it's going to be then it's going to be um, a problem. According to Rav's way of learning, if even if you have control, lechal lecha teaches you that that's not that that's not your problem. It's not you can keep chametz no, the, by the guy that you have control over. Depends over. on whether or not you have a chayes to the guy. That's the so conclusion of the Gemara. Yeah, the way it ends up is that if you are responsible to pay the guy back for this item that you have of his, then you're not allowed to have it in your shows. If it's something you're not responsible mm-hmm. for, then you don't have to give it back. Right, but he's asking on the previous case of, the, of when you have control. The control. The control. What do you mean? If that's the answer, answer control. No, we said the Cholacha teaches you that even if you have control, you, don't, you have a hetter that you don't have to, you don't have to remove the Chamech from his house. No, that's according to Rav's way of learning. That was just because he said, oh, if you learned that it's lehet, but that was just being Right, right, but according to Abayi, he wasn't being marble hetter. He's switching around the way you learn. Lehet was just because it's an extra lehet, so he takes it, he sticks it into the pasuk that really is a lab, and he puts it into the loy matzah lecha. Lecha, uses it as a hetter. That it's a hetter. Basically, it's going to depend. If you learn like Abayi, you learn like Rabbi. We didn't reach a, a, a psak. Now, we will, 
as, I, as you go through this, you will see there's some halach lamaisi here regarding chametz are, are nowadays, because I was thinking about this ourselves. When we sell to Nurit, whatever that guy's name is, do we have a chrayas or not? So we'll see now, I, I finally chopped, why do we have to tell the Rav the location, right? The Rav always asks you to write the location. We're going to see now, you have to rent the space where the chametz is in order to remove your move it from your resource. Now I'm not a chroy, it's his space, and it says chametz in his space. So therefore, I completely basically remove myself from it being in my resource. But we'll see that in a minute. Okay, so now... Um, does that address your question, Dave? Yeah. Okay. So, it's not like maman. That's why you need law yamatsi, because that's for sure not like uh, in your Bishos. When it, the Madhya says that this is, it's like it's my chametz and I owe him $50, so certainly uh, I have to remove it. Why do I need law yamatsi? Why do I need law yamatsi to tell me that? Of course I have to remove it. Because even, even though right now we're looking at it like I owe him $50 and this is my chametz, but at the end of the day, if if, if the end of this Picadon period ends, let's say I have it in my house for two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, if the chametz is still here, I guess what? I get to return him the chametz. I don't have to pay him back money. I get to return the item. So therefore, you might think that that's not considered your Rishos. That no, it is. And therefore, Allah Yimatse is needed to teach you you have to get rid of it. So a similar, now we're going to digress to talk about other property that potentially a guy has, 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 has rights to and whether uh, other halachas apply. So now we're going to talk about a case where the king has a right to 10% of every firstborn. So we know the halacha is by Bechar that if you have a partnership with a guy, that animal is not subject to Bechar. So Gemara's shaila is going to be if the king now has rights to 10% of every Bechar, does that mean the king has a 10% right in the Bechar? And therefore, I'm putter from, 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 from the din of Bechar from giving it to the guy. So that's the kasha. By name Rava. Bemas Arnuna, this animal that has a tax by the king, and the Gemara spells it out. When the Jew, when the Yid is able to pay a tax, meaning pay money, and he has no rights to the, to the meat. Certainly, that's not called, right? That's like taxes we pay to the federal government. They have rights to a 10% tax on your earning, but they don't get 10% of your earning. They have a, a, you owe them money for the fact that you earned, okay? When you can't pay them off. In other words, he has literally the rights to the meat. If he wants, he can take the meat. You can't pay him off. So is that considered, my, is that considered like he has a ownership, a 10% interest in the animal and it's potter from Bechar? We have a price that says that, no, it is chayv and Bechar. No, that price is talking about, we can pay him off where it's simply a tax, but he has no actual rights to the animal. Even though he taking the other approach here, the other, this other shita of way of learning Rava says that Rava held that no, a behemoth is actually putter from Bechar, and the, even if you can, you can pay him off uh, with money, it's still putter from Bechar. Okay? Um, uh, but if you have a dough, so now there's a tax on dough, so the tax on the dough, that's still going to be subject to challah. Now again, the same idea. If he has rights to the dough, then potentially it's not subject to challah, giving to the kayin. So the Gemara here says, even though you can't pay him off, even though you can't pay him money and get his, his claim out of the way. So in the Gemara, my time, I don't understand. In other words, what's the reason? Why is there a chiluk? Behema, yes, even if you can pay him off, it's still, it's putter. And, uh, and even if you can't pay him off, you're chayif. When it says behemoth, is they call it Esau, less they call it. In other words, people know that animals, the king has rights to the animal. 
So therefore, Rava says, there's no reason to make any gzera, and I hold that even if the king, you can pay him off with money, he's still considered like a partial owner, and you're potter from Bechor. Chal really me'ikar adin your potter. However, the problem is, people don't know that there's a dough tax, and when they see you taking a dough, making it, and not separating chal, they're going to assume that you're a, a mummer. They're going to assume that you're Iver, the emits of chal. And so therefore, since Leslie call people don't realize it, you have to separate it, but really, neither one is really chayav me'ikar adin. A guy goes into the courtyard of a Jew with, with dough. The year doesn't have to remove it. If, if, what if he left it as a bikadon? Then then you have to remove it. If he designated a special room for the chametz like we do, then you don't have to remove it. And again, my what does it mean? Right? So, so um, means like you're not allowed to have it. So, so, and then you're telling me that ain't zakuk uh, that but lo yimatzei, he should tell you that zakuk lebar, they have to remove it. I'm Rav Papa, no, Arashah, that's going back on the Arashah. Vachi, come on, this is what it means. If if he gave you a pikado on zakuk lebar, you have to remove it. Shenemar, because at the end it says lo yimatzei. Rav Ashi Yomar, and again, so, so to circle back, this is what I was talking about. So as long as you're yichid lo, your room in your bias, and again, that's what we do. We tell the Rav exactly where the, we tell the guy, where, the, we're, we're giving you the cabinets and you get the cabinet and therefore the chametz is in your rishos. Ravashi Yomar, Loyal. Huh? Include the combination they have. <laughs> Ravashi Yomar, I don't think I do. Ravashi Yomar, Loyal, Ma refers to the Seifa. Vachi Yomar, this is what he means. If you designate a room in the house, ain't Zakalabar, you don't have to remove it, Shalemar. Shalemar, Loyim, Matzeh, Bevatechem. So that's not called Vatechem, right? Because it's, it's his rishos. It's not your house. Valavdi Dehu. So you're right. saying that when we sell to the guy, it's not called like a pikadon in our hat, in our, in our, we're no, not a chametz. It's, it's just didn't remove it. This is sold too. It's his chametz, and no, they give it to me as pikadon. What does that mean? He gave it to you as pikadon. His, and he gave it as a pikadon to hold it. So, that, so when we sell chametz, we're not holding it as a pikadon on his behalf. No, I don't think so. Okay. Ravashi Amar. Okay, in my mind, I thought it made then sense, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Ravashi Amar, really refers to the Seifa. If you designate a room, right? So you don't have to remove it. And that's not called Batechem, right? When he has his own room. The Chametz is not his because you don't have a Chrayas. Because when the, when the guy brings the Chametz into his house, the base said, the Nafshi Kamal. Right? When he leaves the Chametz in that room, he's bringing it into his own house. It's his. It's, it's his part of the house and therefore it's his. So Gemara now asks, hold on a second, the Meirah, the Schiris Kanya, that that gives him the rights to the property just based on the fact that he wrote a rental agreement, right? Does Nurit come, David, does Nurit come to your house and make a Kenyan? No, he doesn't, right? He doesn't come and he doesn't, yeah, he's just, he makes a king with the Rav. He makes a with the Rav. Okay, but let's say there was no Rav. Let's say you just, on paper, sold it to him. Or, and you gave him the room. So just writing a rental agreement with Nurit is going to make you a Kenya. But tonight, even when they said you're allowed to rent, now here's a different problem. problem is, the, the, the mission over there says you're not allowed to rent to Goyim because they're going to bring Avoy Zara into your house. So renting to them is going to bring you bringing Avoy Zara into your house. Now Gemara is saying, they only said it for, for living, right? So you can rent to them stables and you can rent to them storage, but you're not allowed to rent to them 
living spaces. So Mars says, why is it a problem? Not because he's bringing uh, Avoy Dezar into his house. Who cares? He's bringing Avoy Dezar into your house. So what does that mean? That Schiris is not Kanya, even though I made a rental agreement with the guy, but it's still my Rishus. So how do you tell me over here that just making a rental agreement with Nurit is going to be enough? If you think that Schiris is enough and it makes him a Kenyan, when the guy brings Avoy Dezar, the base of is bringing it to his own house. Who cares? So Mars says, you're right. Shiny Hacha, there's a difference. So after Rahman, really it is there's a Rishus. Um, uh, I'm sorry, really Schiris does not, is not Kanya. But Shani Yachid, Apke Rechman Abilshan, Lo Yimatse, it says Lo Yimatse, Misha Matze Biyadcha. That's only Chametz, it's in your hands. Yatze says, Shani Matze Biyadcha. Because at the end of the day, it's his room. I removed my, uh, um, I basically I designated that his, and it's his. And right now it's his Chametz and his area. And I, I removed myself from that area. And therefore, I'm Yaitse, the, the love of Lo Yimatse. Amr Rav Yudam Rav, Amr Chametz Beis of Yamtif, from here to the end, it's pretty easy. Amr Rav Yudam Rav, Amr Chametz Beis of Yamtif, you find Chametz in your house in Yamtif, Kaiva loves a Kli, you flip over a Kaili on it. Amr Rav, Imshal Hegdeshu, Einer Tzarech, you don't need to. My timer, why don't you have to worry about Chametz or Hegdesh? Because it's already, people separate from it. Remember, Hegdesh and Alt have Anah from, just like Chametz. So you're already used to, oh, that's Hegdesh, a flower over there. So therefore, you're allowed to just, you don't have to do anything special. People already know, move away and separate themselves and don't have enough from it. You actually have to make a mechitz of 10 tfachim. As a reminder, not to eat it, because again, you're used to eating it all year long, you might come to eat it. But again, people are used to not, not separating from it. Let's say somebody is going out on the ocean, or he's going out uh, on a caravan, basically he's taking a trip, okay? So he's going to Eretz Yisrael. Kaidim Shloshim Yom, more than 30 days in Zaklabar, he doesn't have to do beer, he doesn't have to remove the Chamit. But Tarek Shloshim Yom, Zaklabar, within 30 days, if you leave your house within 30 days, even if you're going to Eretz Yisrael till after Yontif, you have to do beer. Amr Abai Hadam, Tarek Shloshim Yom, Zaklabar, that's which we said within 30 days you have to remove it, that's only Layamar Nel Shaddai Delach, that's only if you're coming home. So here's what he says. He says, after Purim, so Aleph Nisan, you go to Eretz Yisrael, but you're going to be back on Chalamari, you have to do beer. But if you're going to stay away, then you don't have to. Guess what? If you're going to be home on Chalamai Beisach, you could have spent three years in India. You better have beer because you're going to be there on Chalamai. So what are you telling me if you leave only within 30 days and you have in mind to be back? No, it's the opposite. That's which he said, for sure within 30 days, you always have to do beer. But within, before 30 days, uh, that which we said, you don't have to do beer, that's only if you're going to be away on, 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 you go on, on the Pesach program, you're not coming home until after Pesach. But if you're going to come back on Pesach, even if you left from Rosh Hashanah, you would have to do beer uh, before you get there. Somebody who makes his home into a storage area. So basically, he has his chametz here in the bottom of the house, and he fills up the whole rest of the house with apples. So that chametz is now hidden at the bottom of the pile of apples. If it remains like that, you have no access to the chametz, you don't have to do beer. The problem is going to be, if you're going to clean out the apples, guess what? You're going to be exposed now and have access to the chametz. So it depends on the same thing. If you're going to clean out the, the uh, oitzer and make room uh, more than 30 days in Zakalabar, you don't have to dispose of it. But if you're going to do it within 30 days, you have to dispose of it. 
Um, okay, no, so this is you turn it into storage. So if you did, if you turned it into storage more than 30 days before Pesach, you could leave the chametz hidden. But if you turn it into storage within 30 days, you still have to remove that chametz. And even when we said before 30 days, you don't have to remove it. So that's only if you're not going to clear it out before Pesach is over. But if before Pesach is over, you plan on taking all the apples out, then because again, you're going to expose yourself to potential chametz that you're used to eating and you might eat it. Right, so the best kasha that I've heard all day, which is who came up with thirty days? Right, why do we always say thirty days? Who, who, who made up the number thirty days? So the Gemara says, Right, the, the Brisa says that you start dashing and learning hilchas pesach thirty days before. No, only two weeks, and each one is going to bring a raya from a pasuk to support his case. My Where does the Tanakama get the number thirty? Right, because what happened when Moshe Rabbeinu who gave the Halhilchas of the Kabbalah Pesach, all the people that were Tomei, the Parshas Baloischa, those guys that were Tomei from, from, from the Mace, right, from Yosef, carrying Yosef's uh, Aaron, they came and they said, We're Tomei, what can we do? And he said, Okay, you know what? You get Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni was a month out. So therefore, you see that Shoy Levadoshin, 30 days out. Well, the Pesach Sheni was already telling them the Halachas of Pesach Sheni. This is the second year, the first, first day, first month. By Pesach, they came forward. He'll tell you, no, I did He was going to teach you Hilchas Pesach. See, he covers everything. He taught you Hilchas first Pesach, Hilchas second Pesach. But you have no raya that every year you're supposed to be Darshan and Shailim Darshan thirty days out. My time, where does he get? Two weeks. Moshe was standing on Rosh Chodesh, and he was teaching them about Kaban Pesach. When do we learn Parsha Chodesh? Right by Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So apparently, the Gemara now believes that this happened on Rosh Chodesh, even though it doesn't say it in the Pesach. Right? Everybody take a take a sheep. So the Gemara says. How do you know that Hashem was talking to Moshe Rosh Chodesh? How do you know that was on Rosh Chodesh? Maybe it was the fifth day of the month or the fourth day of the month. How do you know it was on Rosh Chodesh? A different place. Because it says over here, that Hashem spoke to Moshe in the second year, in the first month, right? That's in Balaischa. Again, how do you know he's talking to Rosh Chodesh? That was the first day of the second month. So over there, when it said the midbar, it means the first day of the month. So to over here, it refers to the first day of the month. Skamar now wants to know. The, the, the pasuk of that it had that happened the first day of the second month that's that's the beginning of Parshas that's in Bamidbar when it, when Moshe's commanded to count Klai Yisrael when did Baloischa happen when did that Maisa of we we're Tameh and we can't we can't bring Pesach Rishon happen not in ER it happened in Nisan by, by Pesach so the Gemara now wants to know why is Parshas Baloischa or at least that Parsha, that part of Parshas Baloischa come after Parsha Bamidbar? We should put that in the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar. That should be the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar. Because there's no chronological order to the tire. Yeah, but that's only true by two different parshios. When you have one parsha in the Torah, it has to be order. It has to be in order. If you're not going to say that, 
So Klal Prat is not going to work. It's very good. Very, very lumdish. Aim Beklal, Masha Beprat. How does the Klal Prat work? First you have the Klal, and then you have the Prat. Well, guess what? If it's out of order, then the Prat comes before the Klal, then the whole limit is messed up. Aim Beklal, Masha Beprat. Right? The only thing you have in the Klal is what's in the Prat. Now, Dilma Prat of Klal, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's the Prat and the Klal, and you have the Psukim out of order. And furthermore, Prat of Klal, the other, the other way also. Nas the Klal, Maizvela Prat. How does the Prat and the Klal work? First you specific, and then you magnify. What does the magnification do? It adds something onto the specification. So says the Gemara, maybe you have it wrong. Dilma Klal Prat, maybe it's really Klal Prat. So the Gemara says, but that's a problem. Because even when you have two in Yanim, they're also a problem. There's a man that holds that even if a Klal is in this Parsha and the Prat is in the next Parsha, that's called a Klal Prat. But maybe that Parsha came second. Maybe, maybe the second Parsha came first. So that's the Gemara's Kach. If you have two, a Klal in this Parsha and a Prat in the next Parsha, you could still learn it. How does that work? Maybe it's not in order. No, that's only in one Parsha. Two Psukim in one Parsha, but they're distant apart. There's one, there's one the Klal is in Pasuk Aleph and the Prat is in Pasuk Ches. So they're not right next to each other, but they have to be within the same Parsha. But two different Parshas, you would not be able to learn it. And here we will stop because the next Indian continues on to Shabbos' death. Oh, yeah.